Hi, I'm Dr. Maria Nemeth. I'm a PhD psychologist, master certified coach, and the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence. This podcast is about you and your relationship with money. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Maria Nemec with my podcast, The Energy of Money. And uh, I just want to thank you for tuning in. Um, This is something that is so brand new for me, and I'm just appreciating doing it and hearing from you in the community. Um, I want to introduce you again to Kalika Yap, who's uh, my buddy on these podcasts, at least for the the beginning. She's uh, helping to support me. And isn't, you know, just take a moment. Isn't it wonderful to have people who believe in you, who are willing to support you? And I'll bet if you were to look around today or even tomorrow, you might find someone or actually some people who, if you asked for their support in any way, uh, anything having to do maybe with your relationship with money or in any any area of your life, they would be so pleased and honored to support you. Because, you know, when you ask someone to support you, so listen to this. I discovered this years ago. And Kalika, let me know if this sounds true for you. Uh, when you ask someone to support you with something, it makes them feel better. You know, it makes them feel like, uh, like they have value. And... Um, so uh, once again, I want to thank you for being here, Kalika. And to turn now for a moment, we have questions from the community, and we picked one out today, didn't we? If you'd uh, refresh my memory exactly what it's about. Sure. Nice to be here with you again, Maria. And I completely agree. I think that sometimes the hardest thing for for entrepreneurs or, or, or women or men is to ask for help. And so yeah. when you have that help and support, it is so, uh, it's so nice to have that yeah. we have this community. And thank you so much for supporting us in our energy of money journey. Yeah. So um, what about, there was this question that you said, which was something that really piqued your interest. What was it? Yes. So the question is, what are some good money habits to develop and some bad money habits to drop? Whew. Well, we could spend five hours on this one, couldn't we? Let's let's look at what a habit is, uh, and so now I'll speak as a psychologist for just a moment. A habit occurs when you do a behavior long enough so that there are synaptic connections in your brain, and you almost don't have to think about continuing with the behavior because if you do it enough, there's also there's kind of a uh, automatic quality to it. So. One of the ways to look at a habit for you and money has to do with becoming aware of how you spend money. Now, I want to just take a, mon- a moment and, and have us look. As, as we all know, money's energy. You know, it's, it's, it's the ability to get things done in physical reality. But just like any kind of energy, especially we know now with climate change and with looking at all the things that we have to become conscious uh, about, a lot of it has to do with energy, doesn't it? So becoming conscious 
about our energy, uh, our relationship with the energy of money. That's also a very important and a good habit to create. So how do you do it? Well, I want to suggest something to you. So it's, it's a thought experiment. And, and come along with me as we look at this. It could be said that how you are with a penny or with the smallest amount of, of money that you can configure if uh, you're listening uh, in, in a country that doesn't use the penny. So look at the smallest amount. How you are with the penny says a lot about how you are with a dollar bill. If you are conscious about how you use pennies, it really helps you become conscious about how you use dollar bills. And when you become conscious about that, it translates to becoming conscious about $10 and then $20 and so up the so up the bridge, so to speak, so up the line, so that to become conscious of pennies that you spend, the smallest little bits of the energy of money. If you can become conscious about that, you will come to master how you use this form of energy. It doesn't take you to become conscious about how how you use a $100 bill or even a $10 bill. But looking at the smallest piece of energy that we can use. So how can we become conscious about using even the smallest amount? Because uh, I imagine you've heard me talk in the past, and those of you who haven't, I want to talk a little bit about this woman who said to me at one point, you know, Maria, I haven't had a good vacation in over six or eight years. And of course she said, I think the reason is because I don't have vacation karma. But you know, that's so silly, isn't it, Kalika, to say something like that? You know, she discovered, Kalika, that she was spending $7 a day on cappuccinos and croissants and related things to eat while she was at work. And you and I know it's easy to spend six or seven or even $10 now on uh, cappuccino, croissants, and whatever else. So she said, you know, um, I decided to track every penny I spent for 30 days to see where I was leaking money and where I was spending it consciously. Now, I want to talk with you about leaking money. The definition of leaking money is when you spend it and you're not even aware of what you're spending it on. It's it's like, um, well, one way in which we end up leaking a lot of money is if, we, if we're standing at the cash register in a supermarket, and that's when they have all these tchotchkes on the side where if you stand there long enough, uh, you start throwing things into your cart. You know, the packs of gum, the latest magazine, not even thinking about it. And then you go home 
and you look at this bag and you say, oh my gosh, look at this. I just spent $10 I didn't need to have spent just by waiting to spend my money at a cashier. That would be leaking money. So this woman, she said, I'm going to track every penny I spend at the moment I spend it. And she, she got herself one of those little moleskin pocket little guides. Every time she spent money, whether it was a cash check or credit card, she would write down the date, what she bought, how much she paid, and whether at that moment she was leaking money or spending it consciously. Now, for her, leaking money is spending it with not giving much thought to it. It's just, I've always bought this, so I may as well buy it again. Uh, or if, if you look at your credit card uh, spending sheet at the end of the month, you know, I get one every month that talks about how much I've spent on my credit cards. And when I look at it, sometimes I have to really gasp in surprise to find out how much money I'm spending on certain things that I had no idea I was spending it on, you know, I'm going to tell you guys the truth, you know, because that's what I'd love to do on this podcast. It gives me a chance to just tell you the truth. So here it is, Kalika. It's very embarrassing. I love a particular video game. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a fantasy sweet game. And you can advance up different levels by buying certain things. And of course, every time you buy it, it's $2.99 or $3.99 and you get a special ability to do something that you didn't weren't able to do before. Well, I, I looked at my credit card and uh, this is just recently. I've spent over the month $200 on that <laughs> I'm even as I'm speaking to you about this, folks, I'm kind of gasping to myself. I've spent over $200 buying these little things to keep me in the game of this game that I'm doing on my iPad, leaking money, not even thinking about it. Oh, I've got it. I just have to have to do this. And yes, okay, it's it's only $2.99 or $3.99 at the most. It's not going to add up. Well, to get back to this woman, she saw that she was spending. $7 a day on cappuccino and croissants and uh, every day. And if it wasn't a croissant, it was something else, like another treat. But after 30 days, she called me and said, Maria, you know, I'm uh, spending my vacation away at $7 a pop. Now, this was a good 15 years ago. And she said $7 a day is $35 a week is $140 a month times 12 months. She said, that's my vacation right there, leaking. Now she decided to just buy cappuccinos and croissants, Kalika, on Mondays and Thursdays. And one of the things that happened when she did is uh, number one, <laughs> she started losing weight. And she told me, I even started enjoying this more because it was there was some anticipation. I wasn't doing it just unconsciously every day. 
going and buying us at my favorite coffee place. The rest of the money she put in a vacation savings account. Well, at the end of a year, I get a uh, postcard from a place where you can buy a vacation. It's a Club Med type place in Mexico. She said, I'm having a ball. My first fully paid for vacation in years. And all it, all it meant was me really looking at how much money I was spending and where I was spending it. So does this sound something like you'd be willing to do, folks? Part of building up a money habit is by uh, challenging yourself to see where you are spending this sweet, precious energy. Not necessarily in huge places. Very often it's the small places, you know, that extra uh, video account that you really know you don't need. Um, something that is billed to you automatically, monthly, or even yearly, that you don't even, you don't even make use of. Are there some subscriptions you don't even make use of? And, and, and you see them on your bill and you say, well, maybe next month I'll get rid of it, but you don't. So building up a habit is as easy as repeating a behavior for 30 days. And the question is, might you be willing to track every penny you spend for the next 30 days at the moment you spend it? And writing down in your little book, you know, I, I have one of these little moleskin books. And um, writing down uh, when you spend money consciously rather than leaking it. Oh, leaking money, incidentally, is when you spend money and you're not getting any immediate value for it. You're not really aware of when you really are spending it. You might be aware for a moment, you know, as you throw that extra magazine in your cart. <laughs> but might you be willing for 30 days to track every penny you spend and challenge yourself to look at where am I spending money consciously, meaning I'm getting value for it. I'm really, whatever I'm spending my money on, it, it really is fun. It's something that I truly enjoy and can savor. And look at the difference in that category between leaking and spending. If you were to do that, I guarantee you at the end of 30 days, you're going to become much more conscious of where you're putting this precious energy called money. That is a great money habit. Because I'll tell you, I think one of the things that we do um, when, we have, when we have money to spend, we don't, we're not always aware of where we're spending it what we're buying, and even if we want what it is we're buying. So, you know, I think that would be one great money habit to develop. And you know what? It doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> if anything, it's going to save you money. So I'd be really interested if you decide to do this, and then you get a hold of me and let me know what you're finding out. How's that, Kalika? Yeah, no, I love all your points, you know, making sure that you track your spending and that you're progressing toward 
your goals in life, like taking a vacation or planning ahead for large purchases, you know, making sure that you're not spending money unconsciously, being sure that when you're at a convenience store that you're just not picking up every little thing. And uh, those are really good points. Another thing that you always talk about, uh, Maria, too, is as we're, you know, working towards these habits is also to be kind to yourself, you know, because sometimes we won't be perfect. What do you think about that? Well, absolutely. You know, um, when you're, especially when you're uh, developing a new behavior, there are times when you won't do what you said you would do. You know, for example, when we're talking about tracking every penny you spend for 30 days, you may not spend, you may not track everything. But if you find yourself not doing it, have some compassion because you're you're building in a new behavior. That is to say, you're building in a new awareness. Have compassion for yourself and continue to do it. You know, uh, one of the things that keeps us from continuing on is if we don't do what we said we're going to do and then we feel guilty. And let me say that anything you feel guilty about, your mind is going to try to avoid. So if you feel end up feeling guilty because you haven't tracked any, uh, every penny you spend, your mind will tend to want to avoid the exercise. And then you go back to leaking money. So uh, you raise a very good point. Have some real compassion for yourself, some real generosity of spirit. Yeah, and then also, if we do find ourselves having a hard time holding ourselves accountable for certain things, like tracking, that, you know, it's important to have some support. We talked about support from the, at the very beginning of the podcast, and you're here to support us. And you also have your Energy of Money course as well that can help support people. Absolutely. If any of you are interested in really having a an experience of financial success in the true sense of the word, I promise that by taking these courses that have been engineered from the work I've did I've done in the Energy of Money book, plus some new techniques and tools that I've derived since I. Uh, uh, wrote that book, Kalika, if people are willing to become financially successful, I promise you at the end of working with these courses, you will be financially successful. And I have just this great definition of success. Um, I'll give it to you. And then uh, later on, if you take the courses, You'll see what financial success is all about. But really, a, a good definition of success I've found over the years, success is doing what you said you would do consistently with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. Doing what you said you would do consistently with clarity, focus, ease, and grace, where clarity is all about being clear about what's important to you in life, you know, what your values are, what your dreams really are. Focus is all about learning how to focus your brain on what's important. Because wherever you focus your brain, your brain will gather evidence 
and give you experiences in life that are a reflection of what you're focused upon. An example, um, in, in uh, management, there is a debate. Uh, when we are working with a team and a team needs correction for some reason or other, what do we start focusing upon first? Do we focus upon what isn't working or do we focus first upon what is working in the team? And as you can imagine, we're beginning to find that focus, focusing first upon what is working orients the team just like it orients your brain to reproduce what it is that's working. If you focus upon what isn't working, you're liable to reproduce that. But that's a subject of a whole long lecture. Anyway, ease is about taking small, sweet steps toward your goal or dream. In this case, it could be about money. It could be about anything in life. And then grace, the definition of grace is the experience of unearned blessings. And when we see grace in our lives, that the thing that that brings you closer to the experience of grace is if you were to see that for which you are grateful. You know, writing down, for example, three things regarding money today that I'm grateful for. You know, that would be another great money habit. In addition to tracking every penny you spend and seeing where you're leaking or spending it consciously for the next 30 days, for example, every night before you go to sleep, here's another money habit. Write three things down for which you are grateful regarding money. And if you hear your brain saying, I don't have anything to be grateful for, what I often say to my own brain is, thank you for sharing. <laughs> and then go ahead and write down three things for which you are grateful. You'll see at the end of 30 days of doing that, you will be absolutely blown away by the blessings having to do with your relationship with money that are really there, just waiting for you to discover them. So here I've given you two money habits. One, track every penny you spend for 30 days, looking at where I'm leaking it and where I'm spending it consciously. And then for 30 days, at the end of each day, looking at three things regarding money for which I'm grateful. Those two habits alone, I, I tell you, um, you can be having money miracles when it comes to that. And you're going to hear me give you the definition of miracles a lot on this podcast because I love it. It comes from Willa Cather's book, Death Comes for the Archbishop. Willa Cather was this gifted uh, writer in the early 20th century in the U.S. And she wrote, In Death Comes for the Archbishop, Miracles rest not so much upon healing power coming suddenly near us from afar, but upon our perceptions being made finer, so that for the moment our eyes can see and our ears can hear what has been there around us always. And so, in closing today's podcast, may your eyes see 
and your ears hear the miracles that are there around you always, if only you are willing to look for them. And the best way to begin looking, track your gratitude at the end of each day, that for which you are grateful regarding money. So enough, enough for today. Thank you so much for um, listening in. And I love, love, love your questions. And where can they uh, send their questions to, Polika? You can send your questions to Dr. Maria Nemeth at acecoachtraining.com. All right. Dr. Maria Nemeth at acecoachtraining.com. So until then, to the next time we speak or you hear me speak, be safe, be warm, spread love, and allow yourself to see that truly all is well. Talk again. Bye for now. Thank you.